This podcasting lark sounds easy, doesn't it? Well, it is when you've got the right equipment, such as Monkey Banana Happer podcasting microphones. If you're liking how we're sounding now, head on over to Monkey Banana and check out their great range of products. If you're in the market for live sound, studio sound, or just podcasting like us, they're a fantastic brand for you. Find their stuff at monkey-banana.de or check out our website, gottill5.com and follow the links. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Let's get it on to the break of dawn. Till the break of dawn. Till the break of dawn. Welcome to the Got Till Five Wrestling Podcast. I'm Max Curden. Who are you? I'm Jesse Benz. I'm Jesse Benz, actually. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Are you feeling festive? It's December. I am feeling festive, actually. I'm not normally one to get into the festive spirit. See, neither am I. And um, and it hasn't changed. I still don't this year, really. Oh, but you've been watching a lot of Christmas movies and, and all of that jazz. Yeah, I um, did Grinch the other night. That was good. The Jim Carrey one, the real Grinch, not this um, shit show that's um, out now. Um, it was, yeah, it was good. I like the Grinch and Christmas is okay. It's nice. But nice. it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's because, like, when you're in, when you work somewhere that gets busier around Christmas time, you just develop a hate of it, I think. And even when you don't, if you once did, like, that feeling doesn't go. It's true. I, I can't physically go into stores around Christmas because the, the music just sends me into a PTSD attack mm. and, and I just fall drop to the floor. It's just not good. I was in Wilco. I was in Wilco last Saturday. I think I messaged you and I was knocked out of Whamageddon. Yes, you were. Uh, for people who don't know, Whamageddon is to go from December 1st to Christmas Day without hearing the Wham classic, which I'm still in the game. So I'm... Last I'm, Christmas being the classic. Yeah, yeah. you're still in the game, but that's because you don't leave the house. Well, yeah, safest option, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm the winner. Um, yeah, <laughs> but well, I think it's yeah, good was... that you've been knocked out this early because now the stuff shit's getting real for me now. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm livid that I was knocked out. I, I stuck it on Instagram, and because um, you've got to let people know that you're out, haven't you? I'm quite impressed with my own honesty because, like once upon a time there would have been a version of me that would have gone mm, I won't tell you when I heard that and carried on and won yeah but uh, you've become a good person somehow almost almost we're getting there speaking I'm on of, the road speaking of end of year it is December so we are doing a very predictable podcast episode uh, yeah and it's going to be a nice short one because it's December and you're all busy and you haven't got time to listen to long ones so we thought we'd just give you a nice nice quick episode kind of yeah so we're not doing any guests through December December is purely just going to be a recap of the year so we've got this show coming out today which is uh, the 14th and then we have our next episode releasing just after Christmas on the 28th which will be the top 5 matches of 2018 but today so this is our last episode before christmas yeah you're very shouty today sorry um am i more than normal yeah it's it's like you want my attention i always want your attention (laughs) you have my attention good okay merry christmas merry christmas um so this week's episode say it no yeah yeah well we're going to be recording before (laughs) christmas because we don't actually want to be doing this shit around christmas time so we need to decide between us 
whether we're going to do it because me and Jesse are seeing each other next week and as you listeners know that's quite a big deal to us <laughs> we've started seeing each other it's a, it's a lovely job <laughs> hell of a cuddler um so yeah we'll decide if we're recording together or we're going to record one after another who knows who knows what's going to happen well we were debating this and um on one hand it'll be nice to do it with you because we never do it in person but on the other hand when you're here i just sort of want to drink and play video games with you <laughs> i don't want right. to actually like do work so yeah it's, uh, we'll work it out exactly but this week's episode we will be looking at the most memorable moments of 2018 across the wrestling sphere that i don't know across wrestling yeah across yeah the wrestling world Yes. So oh, just, Dynamite Kid died. Can we talk about that quickly? Yeah, well, I, I was um, going to like do a, a memoriam of, like, there's been some good wrestlers who have died this year, and Dynamite Kid is one of them. Yes, he is. Uh, and it's certainly not um, a shocking moment of <laughs> 2018. Jesse's been predicting it for the last year and a half. Basically, since we started this podcast, I've been predicting Dynamite's death. And um, as I said on Twitter, absolute shit. Uh, he, we're not going to miss him really um, I don't think he had another five star match in him and um, yeah bad person but um, great wrestler so sort of sad in that regard and it weirdly, like, I, weirdly it's another part of Redacted's legacy that's gone as well do you know what I mean it's, it's true I, I don't know what legacy's left well I suppose he does have another kid he's got another kid I, th- I would argue Chavo Guerrero is part of his legacy yeah um and all the good stuff Dean he does. Malenko is part of his legacy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there there are still um, elements there. I think. Mm. And Dynamite Kid died age sixty on his birthday, which I always took me out. So Dynamite Kid, William Shakespeare, who else? Um, I I don't know. There's no one else. <laughs> no one else has ever died on their birthday. Dynamite Kid and William Shakespeare are in the echelons. There must forever. be. Hang on. I I know this is a wrestling podcast and we should probably get into stuff. We said it was going to be short. Um, oh, I just opened my phone and it, I was on that website that we were talking about before we went on air. Let's um, not talk about that website. Let's not talk about that. Um, let me just... Um, people who have died on their birthday. Let's just see what comes up. Let's get rid of that bottom. Um, mental... Uh, these famous people ironically died on their birthday. Let's click that. Why is it ironic? Yeah, why is it ironic? Oh, because I suppose because I suppose it's the day they were born. So, I just think it's good manners because you, you don't want to. Because when people die, you remember them on their birthday. You get sad. You remember them on the day they died. Just do it all in one day. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good, fair point. Um, so, Machine Gun Kelly, not the rapper. Was there was apparently say. a there was apparently a gangster called Machine Gun Kelly, which I guess the rapper is named after. You I didn't know, know about that. Machine Gun Kelly. The rapper, did you? The, I, I knew the rapper, about the gangster. The, uh, the gangster. Yeah. I knew that. No, I, I didn't. Well, he died on his birthday, apparently. Gangster. Um, oh, can you hear those sirens? Yeah, the police going down. Yeah. Mr. Ooh, I live ooh. in a safe street now. Yeah, I do now. Um, so um, there's a guy called Kamahamirha the fifth, um, who was born in 1830 and died in 1872. Um, he oh he reigned as monarch of the kingdom of Hawaii, and there's there's no photo of him, but there's a picture, and he looks just like Stanley from the American Office. Um, do do do. You're really now, aren't you? Sorry, there, there's no good names that I recognise. These are all like classic sounding American actors. You nailed and it, William Shakespeare. You nailed it with William Shakespeare and Dynamite Kid. Beautiful. That's that's basically it. I think I'm right. Yeah. Everyone else is not important. Doesn't matter. 
there's, I like yeah, that there's no one. This is how we remember Dynamite Kid. Like other podcasts and other people have done like his best matches and we're like, who else died on their birthday? <laughs> we've, we've talked a lot about that. We were ahead of the curve. We were talking about good Dynamite Kid matches when he was still alive. That's true. That's another thing I saw today. There's a Japanese um, magazine, very popular Japanese wrestling magazine. Dynamite Kid's on the front of it. Um this week month whatever and um it's very cool looking cover um tiger mask led this big two minute site or 10 bell salute um at the Korokan hall in japan um, a week a day before he died i would say they wouldn't have pissed on him if he was on fire no nope. would you agree I agree and another thing i find weird is uh davy boy jr being all like oh such a great man he even led like some of the tributes and stuff i'm like he was a dick to your dad yeah, he really was. Like he, he, he was swapped horrible. his um, he swapped his steroid needle, Davy Boy Smith steroid needle, for a needle full of milk. Yeah, and Davy Boy Smith injected himself with milk, which I'm I've been told is um, rather painful yeah. and dangerous, counterproductive. Yeah, you're going to get your calcium, but that's about yeah, it. Well, I don't know if you get your calcium with it. Just before we came on air, we were talking about my fingernails and how I've got a theory that. My fingernails are not as strong as they once were because I'm no longer drinking full-fat milk. So if anyone's got any thoughts about that or scientific evidence, um, got till five on Twitter, please. You know what? Maybe we should go back to having guests on. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is good stuff. This is, this is people want to hear a dose of reality. Okay, um, cool. Let's get on with it. Um, play, play the drum. Hang, we'll hang on, hang on. Part. There's a couple of like well, little things I have to do first. Speak, oh, for God's sake! Speaking of guests, thank you for Elliot get on, with it. on the last show. <laughs> um, our sister podcast, Game Till Five, has released our second episode uh, looking at top five PlayStation One games. So go check that out because they're actually doing a good job. They are doing good. Um, I haven't finished that episode yet because I listen to it on the bus every morning and I've got about 30 minutes left. So unless it all falls apart in the last 30 minutes, they've done another tremendous job. Right, exactly. Uh, I hope it does. It doesn't, I promise you. I, I, <laughs> I watch very closely. Uh, they've got another episode coming out on Monday, I believe, but I have no idea what they're doing. I've, I've kind of checked out at this point. It's, it's like children. Yeah, you just go, yeah, you can walk, you're good enough. Off you go. <laughs> oh, God, they've become self-aware. <laughs> uh, I have an interview coming out some point in the future in the next couple of weeks because I did a chat with Buzzcast because apparently we're an influential podcast, Jesse. Nerd. Oh, yeah, we are. Um, yeah, we influence people and we're important and we're better than everyone. That's why we can get away with talking about fingernails and milk and stuff and you will not still listen (laughs) (laughs) really hard to come up with content guys when you're like you're a year and a half in you're really just swinging and hoping for the best uh so that'll be coming out and people that died on their birthday that was gold that was gold so that's the stuff you gotta check out uh all of the links and everything that you need to find us if you're new to the show god help you uh can be found at what website jesse gotofive.com this is a terrible episode for someone new to come in already (laughs) Go listen to one of our interview ones, you know, proper hash. Uh, we got some interviews lined up in January and we'll be announcing those closer to the date. So enjoy. Have we? Yes. <laughs> Great. So now yeah. let's get into our uh, top five of this week where we're looking at the most memorable moments of 2018. And I think there's been a fair few, Jesse Benz. And is there going to be a crossover? We don't know. We don't know what's going on. Well, we don't know, but I reckon there will be. Well, let's get into the official top five, and then we'll talk drops, rules, what's happening, the happening. Cool. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. 
Are you ready? Oh, hell yeah. You fans can stick it, brother. Who's your daddy, Montreal? Tell me he didn't just say that. Speaking of dying on your birthday, which is something I kind of aspire to do, can you yeah, promise yeah. me that either if the casket like goes into the flames or they drop it in the ground, can you just play that? Shall I? Shall I? Is are you officially? Uh, this is being recorded now. So are you officially saying this as a wish if you do yeah. die? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it'd okay. Be, you know, let everyone end on a high because it's going to be quite a sad occasion. But then if that Ric Flair drop comes in, everyone's going to be like over the moon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, everyone will be really happy. I will ensure that um, that there is at least one person who's in that drop at your funeral as well. Really? Yeah. Well, which one would you most want at your funeral? Uh, okay, so who have we got? Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, Triple H. Booker T. Booker T and Ric, Ric Flair. I mean, a live Ric Flair would be pretty cool. He is still alive. <laughs> I bet if he was there live in person and he did the mean, that would be pretty cool. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really good if he could do it on the mic. He was cleared this week to take bumps. No. Yeah. That's not good. That's ridiculous. He'll do it as well. (laughs) When I read it, the first comment at the bottom of the article was, cool, don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think that sums up exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, so yeah, just because he can, just because doctors say that he can fall on his back in a slightly padded environment and not die. Have they met him? <laughs> I know. Do they know the Ric Flair dress? Oh, that's, I love that. Can we, can we play that at your funeral as well? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. When you carry in the casket, just make it Ric Flair themed. I love that. I'm the Ric Flair fan, not you. Yeah. Why are you hijacking the Ric Flair funeral? I'm, I'm a big fan of his music. Fair enough, yeah. I like his um, I like his baseball career. Ah, <laughs> oh, good times. So yeah, we're doing a top five, by the way. Yeah. And hey, when we're done, can we play some Smash Brothers, please? Because I really enjoyed yes. that. So me and Jesse um, have been... We both have Super Smash Bros now. And we learned yesterday how easy it is just to play with each other. Not like that. <laughs> I was in bed while we were playing as well. Oh, were you? Yeah, that's the beauty of the Switch. But yeah, we were. Cause I was expecting you to be a lot shitter than you were. Ah, oh, bless you. And you were quite good. Thanks. Yeah, I never played it really before, but um, I did enjoy it. Um, yeah, we'll do it again. I'm only getting better by the day. So watch exactly, back. It, it, it's a game that does involve training. Like you can have a proper Rocky montage to it if you wanted to. Yeah, man. I've I've um, I'm not Batman now, and he chomps like a bitch. He does chomp like a bitch. Cool. You, have you gone off Kirby? I, I don't know I feel a bit um, I feel a bit mainstream using Kirby do you know what I mean um, I want I want like my own character that I quite enjoy Ness from Earthbound he's good um, but oh, no, I know I beat you with him actually didn't I yeah I might stick with him until you beat me good plan good plan so anyway this uh, I can have all over the place eh? this top five as I mentioned is looking at the most memorable moments now our drop that we've decided on Jesse is this in your top five I didn't ask you this um, it's not in my top five. Okay. So, um, one of the most famous moments from earlier in the year was done by Titus Worldwide, Worldwide No Brand, where he ran into the Great Thrill Rumble, tripped, and slid under the ring. 
and it's the funniest shit that's happened all year. It is brilliant. I love how many times they replayed it, and I also love how potentially um, he dangerous it was. Like it, like it turned out fine. It was funny, but he could have so easily, really badly hurt himself. No. Oh god, yeah. If, if you look at the video, there's a support beam um, that he is about two inches away from hitting at full speed. It's it's not very close. And if they had their regular setup with the LED boards, yeah, dead. <laughs> just dead, dead, and no LED. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tied to some shaped hole in the LED yeah, board. Dead, boring ring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Um, yeah, it would have been rough. But it wasn't. It was funny, and that's good. So because of that, what's our um, what's our crossover drop? Is uh, Corey Graves just laughing at it? Yeah, it sounds good. All you need, all you need. It is, there we go, sorted. (laughs) So if we have a crossover, that's what's going to play. Excellent. So, shall we get started by taking a trip down memory lane of 2018 in the wrestling world? Let's do it, we're half hour in, we haven't talked about anything yet. (laughs) (laughs) We can knock this out in like half an hour, it'll be fine. Yeah, that's cool. No, we're actually less than half hour in because we talked off air for a bit, didn't we? Yeah, I think we're about 15. It's fine. It's fine. That's grand, brilliant, Ace. That's that's actually quick for us. I know, right? Okay, let's Ladies. do it. Who's, who's going first? <laughs> who's, um, who's going first? Uh, do you want to rock, paper, scissors it? Yeah, okay. So, one, two, three, say, yeah? Yeah, okay. Cool. One, two, three, rock. rock. Damn. Nah. One, two, three, rock. rock. <laughs> One, two, three, paper. Rock. Yes, sorry. Damn it. Um, oh, I see, I, I went into your mind then. I knew what you were going to do. You Darren browned um, me. I did. <laughs> I browned that bitch. Um, okay, I'll go first. Let's do it. Number five um, is from this year's WrestleMania 2018. I've forgotten what number it was. And um, it is is Nakamura turning heel on AJ Styles oh. by um, hitting his balls through his mouth. <laughs> Which was the theme of Twitter. If we're going to pick a theme of the year... Of 2018, it's AJ Styles' ball bag. AJ Styles' ball bag. <laughs> That's what we titled this episode. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was memorable uh, for you, was it? Just stuck out in your head? Yeah, well, um, it's... I just didn't... It's, I mean, I was tired at this point because it was ever such a long show. Oh, God, yes. But, um, and it was a disappointing match, and I, for me, anyway. And I sort of switched off at the end, and I was like, oh, okay, Styles was retained. And then Nakamura does what he did. And that, to me, it was just really shocking. It really felt to me like they were, you know, when Nakamura won the Rumble and stuff, it felt to me like they were really put putting their stock into Nakamura. And, and they still could and are to an extent, you know, but um, it's it really felt like they were pushing him as the next big star. And I was like, okay, this is cool. This is, you know, a Japanese face, as, uh, two Japanese faces, because Asuka won the Women's Royal Rumble as well. And I was like, cool. Yeah. So in the women's division and the men's, for the first time ever, we're going to get foreign stars in the WWE that are not stereotypical heels but that quickly changed and uh, I should have known better but um, Nakamura turning heel was a genuine shock to me at the time and I'd never seen him heel in New Japan so I couldn't really picture it in my head 
I could just see this charismatic, you know, Nakamura character that was so over with everyone. And then, and they did that on the network. Do you remember they did that, um, like traveling around with Nakamura before oh, the Mania? Chronicle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. Like, based on the fact they did that, I was like, okay, so they're helping us get to know him better. They obviously want him to be this massive babyface star. And, um, and nope, just turned him heel straight away and then just a typical foreign heel like everyone else. And yeah, but gen- genuinely shocking. Did, did not expect it at all. Did you even consider it as a possibility? No, no. And before I think, it happened? I think this is the thing. You, you are right. The match itself was a massive letdown. Also, I feel like the fans were the letdown of that because it was, oh, it's AJ Nakamura. It's a rematch. It, it got really smarky really quickly. And it just couldn't live up to the hype. Of course it couldn't. That match was fantastic and in a completely mm. different setting um, and then when he won the Rumble and as you say when AJ won the match I was like oh that's a bit disappointing uh, but then he did the low blow and I thought oh no they're continuing the story and taking it in a cool direction maybe he'll win the title at the next show didn't happen but you know no. guy can dream and yeah he or Nakamura feels a bit neutered in WE which is a bit of a shame yes. but yeah, I didn't see it coming, that's for sure. And it was definitely memorable. Yeah, um, yeah, it is, a sh- it is a shame, you're right. And But it's how odd to do that Chronicle thing. In partic- That's the thing that really sticks out. Because do you remember they did, um, before Finn Balor won the NXT title, they did these sort of, who is Finn Balor on NXT? And it was like, across three episodes, they did these little 10-minute shorts of Finn Balor just like training and being at home. And we got to know him and what a lovely bloke he is, right? Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, now we like him. Um, when Roddy um, Roderick Strong was in, um, first got to NXT, he wasn't really connecting, or I guess they thought he wasn't connecting. Because he's a great wrestler, but kind of a bland dude, certainly as a face. Yes. And so they did this. Um, they did this video of finding out about his sort of troubled past and the problems he had with his parents and stuff. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and and after that. Um, we we all like Roderick Strong. It's like the thing WWE seem to do if they want to get someone over. They just do an X Factor style. This is the real them. Let's go see you know the struggles they've been through and that. And doing that with Nakamura felt to me like they were just pushing him to the moon as as a babyface. But like the next week, <laughs> they just get him the, to. The thing um, I find so weird about those. You're right. You're 100 right that they they do make these cool characters out of them. But then they put them on actual TV and they just become that bland version of themselves again. Yes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And that's right. what I yeah, don't I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it works. I'm just saying that it's <laughs> what they their do. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because I have the same thing with Roderick Strong. It's a case of oh, when I see him wrestle, same kind of deal as Johnny Gargano to an extent. Whenever I see like Roderick Strong wrestle, I go, "Holy shit, this guy's incredible!" The minute he opens his mouth, I'm just, I'm, I'm stone cold in the corner with a Lance Storm match on. I'm tucked up, <laughs> head on a pillow. Just out. That was the rock, wasn't it? Not Stone Cold. No, it was Stone Cold that. that did it. Was it Stone Cold? Yeah. Boring. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Poor Lance Storm, man, because he, oh, he, he probably still is, you know, such a good wrestler. And um, Stone Cold, it obviously wasn't him that wrote that or whatever, but just ruined his career, really, or like tarnished him with an untrue brush. Yeah, completely. Poor Lance Storm. Good, good number five. You, you shocked me there, Jesse Benz. You shocked me. Well, that's what it's all about. I'm going to see if I can shock you now. I'm going to the land of the independents. Ooh. Douchey. <laughs> Hipster cock. <laughs> Mine is David Arquette returns to save his soul. 
Ah, is this um, so? Are you just encompassing David Arquette's 2018 here? Pretty really? much. Like, I think it, it will go down as such a memorable thing that's happened. Obviously, the Nick Cage stuff that's happened in the past month or so is is the most memorable aspect of it. But you know, Nick Cage. Yeah, the the guy who was wrestling. He was wrestling Nicholas Cage. Nick Gage. Oh, Nick Gage. I thought you said Nicholas Cage. <laughs> now that I would tune in to see. That'd be good. I watched Kick-Ass the other day, which I think is one of Nicolas Cage's finest performances. It really is. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Like, surprisingly good. Mm. Love it. Anyway. uh, So, yeah. 2018, David Arquette, um, after his controversial title win in WCW, he was on the Wendy Williams show, and he just mentioned that he'd been trolled for the past 18 years on the internet, um, and he wants people to respect him. Uh, in the pro wrestling business so he started training with Peter Avalon and on July 15th he made his return to wrestling and he debuted um, uh, fighting against RJ City and I thought alright that's the end of it that was cool Arquette did a thing and you know he respects the independent stuff but no and then he starts teaming with RJ you can watch all these videos of him like travelling up and down like doing indie shows he honestly views himself now as like yeah I'm, I'm an indie wrestler let's and he's so excited i remember watching this like snapchat story or something or instagram story of him like traveling to a show and i can't remember who he's traveling with but the guy he's traveling with this is obviously his, his normal grind and he's just so pissed off and david arquette's like we're in a car we're going to a wrestling <laughs> show and the guy's like yep yeah we are david <laughs> off we yeah, are yeah. <laughs> I picture it like I like he's in one of the like a limo like with Mr. Burns in the back where you can press that <laughs> button and the black window just comes up to separate the driver and the <laughs> uh, It's brilliant. And you know, he's done work for Impact and stuff and, and he's just been doing lo- he, he's not good by any stretch of the imagination, but he's getting in there. No, but he's working his tits he's off. He's working his tits off and he's doing shit off the top rope. He's you know he, I, I just I love it I love that he respects wrestling this much to be like no I don't want to be remembered as the WCW guy I want to you know make a name for myself obviously I remember him as Eddie from SSX Tricky and always will well of course yeah <laughs> Eddie for life um yeah. and then things took a bad turn at uh, Joey Janela's one night only where he fought Nick Gage in a death match and I probably didn't have much business being in a in a death match <laughs> not you know, knowing how to move correctly. And the spot with the light tubes is fucking horrible to watch. Uh, So for Mm -hmm. people who don't know, he's in like a camel clutch position um, and he gets hit with the light tube and it pierces. I don't know where it happens because he kind of like freaks out a little bit and then I think the stab happens. I'm not sure. But he gets a light tube in the neck, basically, which is probably like the worst place to get one. I'd go eye and neck as like the two... Eye, neck, groin... um asshole yeah uh, yeah you need a fifth <laughs> penis there's your top five worst places to get a light tube and in in credit to him he he left and he's like i'm gonna fucking die well you've just you've just you just completely dicked over my idea for our first show of 2019 <laughs> <by the way. laughs> sorry is this uh it's just a kurt angle shame a man all over again <laughs> yeah exactly so david arquette does actually end up leaving the ring because you know you've been stabbed in the neck i would be freaking out quite a bit but then he decides to come back and finish the match, which is incredible. It's great. It's a la Ric Flair in that Money in the Bank ladder yeah. match. Did you know how big that vein is in your neck and how quickly you can die from that? 
I, I've been um, I've been informed by various true crime shows. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so he did the match, finished the match, and then afterwards went to hospital and had an operation to get it get it fixed. So, David Arquette, you are amazing. And he, Fair play to David Arquette. This is what I remember now as the the wrestling legacy of David Arquette. You getting fucked there we go. in the uh, By the way, by the way, um, we, um, you and me. Um, should take credit for David Arquette's resurgence. Okay. Okay. Go on. Move, moving on. Oh, um, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> um, I was feeling a bit masturbatory um, the other day and I was listening to a couple of our old shows. And I listened to our show when we did it with those Americans who have the film podcast. I can't remember what they're called. Oh, a podcast about something. Yeah. Yeah, then. Um, so we did that show, and we did top five wrestling films, and you brought up Ready to Rumble. Of course, it's one of my favourite um, films. There we go. And um, we talked about David Arquette, and me and you basically cried to the heavens and told everyone listening to tweet David Arquette incessantly about how he ruined WCW. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember that? that. I remember that now. Yeah, so I think that we're responsible. Wow. Do you think if I took that audio clip and sent it to him he'd be responsive I think he would be he would be responsive to the point where he did another death match and took another light tube to the vein in his neck and then he would be unresponsive <laughs> for the rest of his life damn got to five me <laughs> oh I love it what's your number four dear boy my number four is um, Neville, aka Pack, returning to pro wrestling, specifically his return at Dragon Gate. The return of the bastard. Exactly. I'm back here, shits, was his first tweet, <laughs> uh, which I absolutely loved. Um, has Pack um, Osprey happened yet? When's that happening? That is happening February 25th. Oh, it's miles away. I thought it was soon. Okay. Um, I'm very excited for that. Um, uh, but away from that, um, Neville, um, I still call him Neville. I'm not in the habit of calling him Pack again yet. Um, he just, like a true professional, we talked about this on our Cruiserweight show, like a true professional when he left WE, um, quite rightly, I think, because he valued himself and he's, I think he's done the right thing. Um, he quite rightly stayed quiet. He was very professional about the whole thing. He didn't tweet, he didn't do any interviews, he just stayed quiet. And, and and still, I think he hasn't done any sort of tell-all interviews, has he, or anything like no, that? He's just, um, he's just going about his business, which is great, calls. and stayed in character. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we can, that's a point. We can get packed. Let's get well, packed. I've been trying, my friend. Um, I've been trying. We'll get him. Adrian! Adrian! <laughs> He'll love that. Um, <laughs> but and I hate to say it, because he's um, one of my favourite wrestlers in recent years, um, but I'd almost kind of forgotten about him. Um, because he'd been so professionally quiet. And then when he turns up at Dragon Gate again, um, and I love that it was Dragon Gate as well. That, that makes it more of a great moment and a shock because it could have so easily have been New Japan or Impact or something like that, um, or Ring of Honor. But the fact that it was um, Dragon Gate, which he has history with, and it's a great promotion, but it's not the biggest, most predictable promotion in the world for a big star to go to. No. And I fully respect him for that. I added to the shock factor, and it's great to see him back. And it's made my 2018 with wrestling. I don't keep this. This was difficult for me because I don't actually keep up with that much current wrestling as I should. I just tend to go back to my happy place. 
but um but neville i've always been a massive fan of pack i've always been a massive fan of and um it's yeah it's seeing him back has definitely perked up my wrestling fandom this year yeah definitely the fact that he's kind of free on the indies to dabble in many different matches and stuff uh i'm very happy he is in dragon gate but i am very excited for him to you know just play around with some of the guys that we've got on the british independence that's that's what i'm looking forward to most yeah that'd be great I'd, I'd love to see him i don't think i've seen him live no i've never seen him live i'd like really like to see him um live in england somewhere like with progress or something that'd be lovely well, i was wondering would he do progress now due to with how much they're in bed together with we yeah, yeah no it's a, it's a fair it's a fair point maybe he wouldn't but um but there's still i mean sel- like... selfishly i would like him to but i i understand that point of view yeah um, but yeah, even away from that, I mean, there's, low, there's Rev uh, Pro, there's Riptide Fight Club, the list goes on. For yeah, exactly. That's, that's some great. Um, yeah, can you imagine him turning up at Attack or something like Jesus, that? That'd be mental. That'd be mental. Um, uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, it'd be good. And New Japan, I'd like to see him go to, which I, I reckon he will one day soon. Um, just do. I don't think he'll be a regular there, but he'll certainly do the odd. Um, the odd sort of big show for them yeah maybe do what abushi did when he came back you know just uh dip his toe in a little bit and then go yeah this is this is good and then run yeah exactly rough shot through the iwb gp junior would love it there you go just yeah oh if he was just in a super juniors for one year how awesome would that be um i think it'd be pretty amazing well we've already said yeah. how excited we are for um uh osprey versus yes pack, which would be amazing it, and it would be great and Ibushi Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom I'm very excited about I feel I feel bad putting over Osprey so much but um, yeah like in ring wise it's just going to be a stunner isn't it yeah completely it, it's going to be insane I'm just trying to think like who else I'd want to see pack against in the in the Super Juniors um, if Takahashi wasn't injured that would be awesome yes very true Oh, um, Ishimori! Imagine two little stacked little bastards going at each other. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the one good. I want. That's mine. <laughs> right. Speaking of New Japan, my number four uh, comes from the land of New Japan. The Golden Lovers reunite on January twenty eighth. Jesus, that was this year, it wasn't was. it? That feels like such a long time ago now. But yeah, it was just this year. It, it was at the start um, of the year. Great choice, really good choice. At the start choice. of the year. Yeah. But I've never been more emotional watching wrestling. Right? It's, oh. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and I think we talked about this. Um, I, don't, I can't remember if we talked about it on the show or not. But how excited must the... Um, if we're keeping kayfabe up, um, the little Japanese fella that must have been um, installing the golden pyro... <laughs> just on the off chance that Golden Lovers will get back together for every show and finally he got to set it off that must have been such an amazing moment I love the idea at that show he was like you know what I'm just not going to do it tonight it's <laughs> yeah. it's not going to happen and then he and then he catch himself in the mirror and he has it no man do it for them <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he hadn't though, and then they reunite, and he's just like just him running around with streamers, <laughs> flinging them in the air, <laughs> just like spinning around like a shot put, spinning <laughs> to try and get, get as much trajectory as he can. Oh, uh, that'd be amazing. The Golden Lovers reuniting is obviously 
amazing and beautiful but the build up to it with everything that was happening unfortunately it didn't really go anywhere but the build up to it was some of the best storytelling I've seen in wrestling in terms of soap opera drama it's just incredible so the whole thing started when uh, what was it Jay White beat Kenny Omega for the US title is that correct yes uh, yes and then you mean yes I am yes. correct yes you are right <laughs> and then Hangman Page comes out uh, tries to take the title Kenny's like what you doing man Cody comes out they start having beef he shoves Matt Bucks are like the fuck dude I love I love recapping storylines like this and then uh, everyone leaves and like let's settle it in the back it'll be all cool bro and then Kenny goes to leave the ropes and then um, uh, what's his name Blondie Cody grabs him hits the crossroads brilliant yeah <laughs> hits the crossroads oh my god bullet club's been destroyed and he's gonna destroy him with the chair as hangman holds him and then abushi runs down and those japanese people lose their goddamn mind the pop when he starts running down that ring and he clears them all out and the anticipation in the air was i with you for this were we watching together um no, I don't I don't know. think we were. <laughs> Sorry, I can't remember. I don't think we were, but I think we were um, texting. We must have been texting or something. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, we were, um, well, I mean, we're always in contact one way or the other when we're watching, when we're, when we're doing anything in our lives. <laughs> we're always talking Texting, to seances, but, it just happens. It is, yeah, um, like Ouija boards. <laughs> but, um, it's, um, yeah, it, um, it was an amazing moment. And I definitely remember, I don't think we were together, but I remember um, speaking to you whilst watching it. So we must have been on Messenger or something. Oh, so Ibushi and it was extends beautiful. the hand to his former lover. And I wouldn't hear a word against it. They are the most beautiful interracial <laughs> couple I've ever seen in my life. So then his hand out and uh, Kenny pulls himself at the rope. And then he pushes him and then they hug. And it's the most passionate hug. I've ever seen. I've, I watched a lot of rom-coms, and I've hugged you a hell of a lot. We've never come close to that. Uh, Twenty nineteen goals. <laughs> Squad goals, definitely. <laughs> when I see you, I'm going to just grab you and try and hug you in that way, and I'm going to be like, "No, it's not. It's not the same. It's not, not the same. I don't have. Um, I don't have Kenny Omega's um, lovely big chest." And I don't have Ibushi's um, lovely, teeth. hard yes. stomach. Or terrible teeth, yeah. Actually, I'm working on the terrible teeth. <laughs> <Just getting bad. laughs> oh, but yeah, it was just a beautiful moment. And it led to some really cool storylines, especially with like being the elite on YouTube and stuff. It it was just got really... I got way too invested in that storyline. An unhealthy amount. It was a proper... It was... Yeah, no, this this is wrestling. I've, I can't remember getting invested in a storyline since like... Oh, I don't know, like since the early 2000s, early to mid 2000s in WE when they could tell good stories. And just the, they used, no wrestler or wrestling company has used YouTube as effectively as um, the elite have as far as getting you invested in what you're seeing on the regular show. It's just so well yeah, done. completely. And if you go back and watch that when they're all in the ring and stuff, you're so connected. You know everyone's relationship with... and. The thing with New Japan, it's not very storyline driven to an extent, you know. But when you saw all six of those guys in the ring, you knew all of their relationships, like inside out, and that's yeah. purely thanks to BTE. And it just made the moment that more. You know, the last special. time, you know, the last time before um, being the elite, um, I felt like I had been given that extra um, dynamic to a storyline. Was um, when. Lita was on Bite This and Matt Hardy called oh, it. Oh, yes. 
that's that's the last time that I feel like um, for our younger listeners, Bite This was a state of the art online show. AOL that WWE did hosted AOL hosted by um, Tommy Dreamer and Todd yep. Grisham. And Jesus Christ, I pulled those that name, Todd Grisham. I haven't said that in a long time. No one has. Um, he's been summoned somewhere. <laughs> um, I think he's a like um, authentic sports reporter now for for someone. Um, but um, yeah, but anyway, those two used to host it. Um, odd gig for Tommy Dreamer, but he was very good at it. And um, Lita, um, just after all the Edge Matt Hardy stuff kicked off, and Matt Hardy was legit fired. Um, Lita was a guest on the show, and Matt Hardy. Um, had been rehired by WWE at this point, but unbeknownst to us, hadn't been, um, phoned in to the show like he was a guest, like he was a just a caller in, like asking Leah a question. But um, And it became this old drama, and it just added this extra dimension when Matt Hardy came back. And it was all planned, and it was a, just so well done at the time. Um, but that's that's what being the elite... I know being the elite is like um, a lot of parody and stuff as well, but um, as far as like an online presence giving you extra info for your television watching do you yeah, know what definitely. I mean and uh, shout out to previous guests we've had on here TK Cooper and Chuck Mambo their Escape the Mid card does that as well you know there's some there's, yeah. there's gaps between every promotion but they're filling stuff in quite nicely and they're, they're building their own little storylines which it just makes it more fun and more interesting and just gets you more invested it's great Exactly, it makes it worth investing in. And when you just said that, I thought you were going to go, by the way, shout out to Todd Grisham. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be on the podcast in January. Wherever you may be. (laughs) Yeah, we we can get Todd. (laughs) Do we want Todd, though? Yes, we want Todd. (laughs) You know who else I want? Um, Josh, um, what's his name? The Tough Enough Kid that became... Josh Matthews? um, The worst. Josh Matthews, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the most terrible announcer in the world, but I want to... Um, ask him how he stayed employed all these years. <laughs> Just one question, and then we'll sack him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Golden Lovers reunite. It was a beautiful moment, and I, regardless of like the storyline didn't go anywhere and stuff, and m- maybe it will in the future. But it was a beautiful moment, and brought a little tear to my eye. It did. God bless you, and God bless them. So yeah, that's mine. What's your number three, Daddyo? I'm one feeling a crossover. Weird, I'm actually, feeling it. I don't know. I, I don't think you, this will be on there because I don't think you cared as much as I did. But um, this is also quite telling of um, how much wrestling, how much <laughs> 2018 wrestling I've watched because we're back at Mania, baby. <laughs> and this is <laughs> this is um, Charlotte breaking Asuka's streak oh, yes. to retain the women's title at this WrestleMania. This was memorable. Which is completely memorable for all the wrong reasons because it was a terrible decision I hate WWE for doing it and Asuka is perfect and it really annoys me that they ruined such a great they just for over a year they had this amazing thing going and just for no reason they threw it away just for a moment they threw it away and I love Charlotte I think she's um, the most talented woman that WWE currently employ I think as a sort of all-rounder um I also love Asuka obviously, obviously um obviously and um she's my type in many ways and she's a very talented wrestler um but yeah I just think it's such a shame that Charlotte and not only is it a shame that um Asuka's streak was broken but Charlotte's victory wasn't even fully recognized because straight after she's won 
someone runs over to Cena and says, take us here. <laughs> Cena jumps over the barricade <laughs> and runs up I the ramp. I forgot about that completely, Yeah, completely taking all thunder away. Even though it was a wrong decision, Charlotte still deserved her moment. And Cena just takes all of the um, that whole moment away from Charlotte, which is wrong as well. Completely ran past her. That was brilliant. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just terrible terrible booking all round and i know it's the whole it's the whole reason take a streak ended to brock lesnar it's um vince wants to make moments at wrestlemania that make no logical sense but because he knows that there's so many casual eyes on wrestlemania um who aren't following the product all year round and they will remember all all these casual viewers know by watching the little promo package before the match oh this Japanese girl Asuka is undefeated Um, so and then they watch it and they see her get defeated and they think wow that's a great thing let's become a fan of WE that's Vince's thinking Uh, it just it doesn't work like that I don't think no not at all and it's uh... and it ruins it for us yeah yeah completely especially when we've been so invested from nxt and in ask uh asuka having the longest not it's not just a long streak that she had where she's oh she's been undefeated since the royal rumble she'd been undefeated for what 400 plus days yeah something like that yeah she'd um she'd beaten goldberg's kayfabe streak she legitimately beat yeah that's unheard of and mm. i don't i don't know i wasn't as upset as everyone else I did really enjoy the match and stuff it, it, it was a good ta- match the tap out felt a bit cheap you know I, I wish it had kind of like been a real struggle for her mm. to tap out um, but it was pretty much figure eight bridge tap and it's like oh really yeah drag that out a little bit you know you could have if you if you wanted an iconic moment from that just steal from the past and have Bret Hart stone cold yeah, that would have been great, Bret Hart Stone Cold, or even um, um, Triple H is struggling before he tapped out to Redacted at Mania Twenty, right? Like that—that that had drama behind it. I think that um, that you could have done. You could have done a bit of a roll to nearly get in the rope, then rolling back, and just really longed yeah. it out before Raska tapped. I think just just give it another fifteen seconds of struggling before she tapped, and it would have felt completely different. That finish, it would have felt much more satisfactory yeah 100% and you would have gone okay Charlotte earned that and that that's fine that's good exactly oh, so that was a real struggle to get through because um, my friend Matt while while you were talking then Jesse yeah. just sent me a picture of an ultrasound our friend Matt by the way our, I know Matt I know our friend Matt he just okay. sent me a picture of, a, of an ultrasound of a baby what? I was like "What? what's up bro what's going on and then he just went a mate sent that earlier I just wanted to fuck with you <laughs> has he even got a girlfriend at the moment uh i think he started seeing someone he said but like here's me listening to you talk about asker and charlotte hyperventilating that he's got some random <laughs> knocked up. oh good well uh, hopefully i'll be seeing matt for the first time in a long time at new year's because we're coming to brighton baby um, spend New Year's with you and um, me and Matt um, for anyone listening who wants to challenge us are probably the two best people in the world at Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and they're not exaggerating um, at no. all I've never met anyone better than me um, and Matt's never met anyone better than him because me and him seem to be exactly as good as each other <laughs> and every time I win he'll win the next one and we'll just keep trading so wh- one day I will assert my dominance on they him they would just get into points in the million like the multi-million <laughs> and I just stopped playing after a while I just sat and watched and then I'd be like who wants to play everybody's golf 
<laughs> no, you fuck off, Max. Sit down. Um, yeah, it was horse, wasn't it? When we play horse, because you've got to do the combo to, and whoever gets the lowest combo gets the letter. It was just the most ridiculous, like reverts and manuals, and like trying to keep that balance meter going to just get that extra couple of points. Well, this is going to make our New Year sound really lame. We are kind of like having a house party, and we're like doing a beach party and stuff. But we're also having a Super Smash Bros. tournament, which I'm so excited for. That will be good. And me and Matt will have our own personal Tony Hawk's tournament. Exactly. So it sounds nerdy, but it's going to be cool as fuck, man. It's pretty nerdy, but that's how yeah, I like it's it. pretty nerdy. It's cool. <laughs> uh, my number three is uh, Daniel Bryan announces his return to wrestling. Oh, man. Um, no, not a crossover. Ooh. But I, ha- I hadn't even... Um, considered it because there's another Daniel Bryan moment on my list oh interesting so back in 2016 Daniel Bryan won a title and whenever Daniel Bryan wins a title he gets injured and he must release the shit (laughs) it's his thing it's what he does I I heard a stat and I I don't know if I'm remembering the, the numbers correctly but so before he came back all the titles he won in WE he'd only held the world title for a total of 20 minutes what? Because the amount of cash-ins and, like, shit happening. Oh, okay. That's how long he actually held the title for. And that's just ridiculous to me. But uh, <laughs> in 2016, he suffered another injury. Um, and I think it was the Intercontinental title he dropped? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, because it was after WrestleMania, right? After the yeah, ladder match. Yeah, he won it in the ladder match at 31. Opens. We loved. I love that Mania. I really enjoyed watching that Mania with you. It's in my heart, for sure. Mm. Like... I don't think we... Maybe when it gets around to WrestleMania season, we'll do our top five WrestleManias. Uh, yeah, we haven't done that, have we? We've done Ooh. pay-per-views, top five pay-per-views that have included WrestleManias. Because we did um, a little WrestleMania yeah. special on the lead-up last year. We did, like, favourite matches, favourite moments. Yeah, okay, we could do favourite overall WrestleManias. That'd be good. Be some surprises in there, I reckon. But yeah, yeah. Dan- Daniel Bryan had... Uh, he was like, I've got to go away and have an MRI and stuff because I'm injured. And I was like, oh, fucking Daniel Bryan again, typical. And <laughs> it found out it was going to be more serious than we first thought. And eventually it came to be that in 2016 Brian had to announce that he was retiring due to medical reasons which if we were doing this podcast back then that would be the number one moment because that was huge yes it was heartbreaking and do you remember because it was sort of announced in the media the morning before yeah it was the Twitter that evening he said I'm going to come to Raw tonight and announce my retirement and everyone was like what? no yeah and and wrestling being wrestling everyone's like it's a storyline man and all this as well and it's, it's not until he gets there and starts his speech that you realise that it's deadly serious. Exactly. Uh, so he announced his retirement due to post-concussion seizures. Um, and then there was all this stuff going on with concussion tests and all of that. Brian was getting frustrated because WE wouldn't let him wrestle. He asked for his release so he could go work at like New Japan and Ring of Honor. Vince was like, no, I'm going to keep you, which was a very good idea in in hindsight instead of him like going fuck it I'll go to Japan nothing bad happens over there <laughs> no one hurts their heads in Japan ever <laughs> what's your name Abushi. nice to meet you let's have a match <laughs> and then um, yeah Daniel Bryan was a general manager for the next two years on Smackdown from 2016 to 2018 he was like a neutered old dog it was the most depressing thing to watch he was the American dragon the, the technical wizard that is Daniel Bryan and you could just see 
just he was just dead behind the eyes. Having Although to do that talking job. smack, talking smack was fantastic, and talking he was smack a was, massive, yeah. massive part of that. Exactly, um, and I think they uh, they talked about it in uh, Total Divas and Total Bellas and stuff. Mainly Bree being like, "Brian, cheer up!" And he's like, "I've lost everything." <laughs> he was like, "I'm this close to suicide, woman." Like, we're gonna have yeah, a baby, exactly. though. People that um, diss Total Divas and Total Bellas and stuff don't understand. They that- need to shut up. Uh, no, no, no. Um, people that diss it, I said. Yeah, no, um, they need to shut up. Oh, they need to shut up. Sorry, I thought you told me to shut up. <laughs> sure. Um, sure. <laughs> um, have, um, these people don't realise that amongst all the sort of shit, and there is some shit, but um, amongst all of that, you have a basically documentary, you know, cameras following one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and his journey through injury and you know struggle and stuff and it's really valuable stuff that they've caught on camera there with daniel bryan oh 100 it, it was incredible um and now he is allowed to to wrestle which is fantastic you know two years of evaluations um i think he was he's been cleared by three external independent neurosurgeons neurologists concussion experts and the um one of the we doctors to return to in-ring competition and he yeah came back to wrestling been a bit of flat but the actual announcement that he was going to be able to wrestle again was so cool not just from a wrestling perspective like oh daniel bryan gets to wrestle again but also going back to total divas you do weirdly get attached to these people from that kind of backstage thing so watching like what he had been through for those two years you go i'm really happy for the guy he's gonna die but i'm really happy for him (laughs) yeah exactly um it's like um sort of like when Ric Flair wrestled in TNA <laughs> right <laughs> he's doing what he wants but we're not happy about it yeah exactly exactly that uh, but now I feel like Daniel Bryan is making a turnaround he's doing the whole heel thing um, the vegan eco warrior where the fans are fickle it's brilliant it is so good yes in terms of heel work and I'm just really excited to see where it kind of goes the fact that he's got he has actually got the crowd to turn on him and my favourite story from one of the house shows recently was uh, a little kid with a sign that had yes all round it and a picture of a cow and something like I eat meat and Daniel Bryan took it from this child and ripped it up good and it was quite great. right too <laughs> and I think there's another one where he, another kid he's just going after the kids which I think is ballsy but you know respectable he had a sign be like it's my birthday wish me happy birthday and this was at a dark event and Daniel Bryan just goes, oh, it's your birthday. Do you want us to sing happy birthday? No. And then, you know, to crush children's dream is, is just what I appreciate in wrestling. It's special. I enjoy it. It's what I attempt to do on a day-to-day basis. So it's nice <laughs> to see um, it's nice to see someone representing me on television. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. My number two um, works beautifully into this. We can basically just carry on talking about this because my number two is Daniel Bryan turns heel. Hooray! Yay! So, um, the reason that I didn't... I wonder why you were sounding so pissed off when I started talking about that. <laughs> no, I wasn't... Mm-hmm. I was, no, I was Shut quite, the fuck was, up, Max. Shut up. No, no, no. I was quite happy. I was quite happy that it segued so beautifully. Um, so, um, I didn't put Danny Bryan returning to wrestling um, because, as you said, the actual return has been really flat. And the shock of him returning and how happy you were 
quickly got muted. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Which yeah, is yeah. terrible, but um, but it did. And it's Matt, this is Daniel Bryan we're talking about. But Daniel Bryan, as you say, he turned heel. He effectively um, has got the crowd to turn against him. And I feel like because of this, I'm full of optimism for Daniel Bryan 2019. I think he's going to have some stunning matches mm-hmm. and do some stunning character development because mm-hmm. of this. And it started with Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, which um, is one of my favourite matches of the year. Um, Spoiler! Just which, which we're covering, yeah, which we're covering next week, next whatever. Um, which... Uh, and it's all, it was all... Brock Lesnar did an amazing job, which he Lesnar did. does do an amazing job when he's in the mood. And But Daniel Bryan's sort of... It was Daniel Bryan's first full match as a heel, wasn't it? And he um, just... Yeah, the turn played happened it just beautifully. before this match. Yes, and, and Daniel Bryan just played it perfectly. It was great. Just the, the little... The way he was sort of dancing around the ring... And all this, and since, as you were saying, you know, since then, what he's been doing at um, house shows and stuff, and his promo straight after the Survivor Series match as well was um, brilliant. When he was saying about Daniel Bryan, he was talk- talking to himself in the third person the whole time. And he was saying Daniel Bryan needed to um, get his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar to sort of shake away any of the old Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I, 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 ah, I love perfect. the promo stuff. You know, going on the because. A good villain in any movie is a villain that you can see their point of view. And that's exactly what yes. Daniel Bryan's done in the sense of, you know, the fans, you're all consumers and you're killing the planet and you're horrible people and I'm this great vegan warrior and I'm a good person and you're the bad person and you're all fickle. I just, I love it. I love it when it's they a, do something different. It's exactly what CM Punk's pipe bomb was yep. when he was talking about you're the fans that stop me in the airport and sell it on eBay. It was exactly what Chris Jericho did in 2008 when he feuded with Shawn Michaels because Shawn technically cheated to win a match and Jericho was saying that's not right and Jericho's completely right, it's not right. But So you could see his point of view, but Jericho was the heel. And, it, and those are two examples of wrestlers who cemented their legacies with those runs, right? And I think Daniel Bryan's doing the same thing here. Plus, I love his wardrobe. His heel wardrobe is awesome. Just like this sort of grey grunge look. Oh, this proper, pretty, yeah, proper like um, asshole Nirvana fan, which I know many of. Um, just that look is yeah, fantastic. He's just he's nailing it. He's absolutely nailing it. So we're excited for 2019. I hope he holds the title to to Mania. My fantasy booking right now is we finally get the Miz Daniel Bryan payoff. You know, they teased it in the middle of the year and had some good matches, but shitty finishes. But if I can just have WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan and the Miz, with Miz's face, which I didn't expect I wanted, uh, versus Daniel Bryan heel would be an awesome... Because let's be honest, it's not going to main event. One is the WWE title, you know, the most prestigious title in wrestling. Going to main event WrestleMania, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I'm still standing by. I think we talked about this on Steve's podcast, didn't we? Not this one, but um, I'm still my um, shout and my punt, which I'm going to say on air now, is that um, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey will headline WrestleMania. Yeah, I think Charlotte's going to be the last there. match of the card. Triple threat. Maybe, yeah, okay, a women's match, but um, I'm hoping it'll be Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey. I think that'll be fantastic. Oh, yeah, I didn't even consider. Oh, I'm annoyed at myself now. Oh, what didn't you consider? That whole thing. Becky Lynch. Yeah. 
just Becky Lynch's 2018 yeah. has been wonderful, isn't it? But was there was there a was there a moment? Her getting her face broken, kind of point to, <laughs> even that's the moment. Well, yeah, I, I've never seen. I can't remember the last time I saw the wrestling community explode in such like like there was love for Becky anyway with like a fever pitch love of her but that just kind of cemented her as the man as the boss going forward you know everything she said was is just kind of it, weirdly it it was perfect uh, I've, I've said yeah. this that like if she'd gone in against Ronda it Becky would probably be on a downward slope now but it just it, I think it's made her that accident so well done I we love you again yeah, Naya, well done. And I love the way she... We talked about this on Steve's podcast as well, didn't we? Go check it out, that podcast. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, Naya Jax, the way she's getting that heat and playing the unsafe worker and stuff yeah. is just fantastic. Everyone should benefit off this. There's no reason not to. It's, it's genius. Yeah, Very good, my dear boy. But my number two is a small little indie group sell out a 10,000 seat arena in 30 minutes. I'm talking about All In, baby. All In was a wonderful event and it nearly made my list Uh, yes it's very important and I feel with rumours circulating of what might be happening in the middle of January with a certain announcement uh, it will be a very um, what's the word pivotal moment in wrestling and the way if people don't remember how this all started this was back in 2017 uh, a fan asked Dave Meltzer um, could if if Ring of Honor could sell, could they sell ten thousand tickets? And Mouch responded, "Not anytime soon." And Cody responded, "I'll take that bet, Dave." And that's how All In started. Was them yeah. going? Let's see if we can do this. And the fact that they said, "Okay, we're going to have like Nick Aldis and, and Rey Mysterio and stuff, and we're going to have like these people. We're going to have our friends put on a show of this size, ten thousand seat arena," and they put the tickets up. And I think it sold out. The official time is like twenty minutes, with one match announced. One it's crazy. match. It's unbelievable. No one has sold had sold out a ten thousand seat arena since WWE is the only one that did it. The only people in the states who have done it is WWE, and for them to do yeah, it, in, and, w, and WCW, and WCW. Uh, but I meant the last people to do it would be WWE. But yes, uh, yeah, for them to do that with a completely independent show. I mean, it helps to have Young Bucks merch money behind them. Uh, but the draw of all of those guys and every single person they had on that card is just unfathomable. And when I was watching it, uh, I thought it was a great event. It's one of my favorite events of the year that's happened. Because um, you're like, this is a mainstream show, but it's not. Because I know these guys from like shitty bingo halls and stuff. Like, I don't understand what's happening. And we had um, the resurrection of Joey Ryan, which should have just what I should have just called this moment anyway <laughs> yeah I mean you say all in you mean um, you mean Joey Ryan's um, yeah res <laughs> erection with the inflatable cocks yeah it was wonderful <laughs> I loved that match with uh, with Janella and, and Hangman it was underrated as a kind of Chicago street fight it was good um, and yeah, it was a very good match. Um, I thought Pentagon Jr. and Kenny Omega put on a great, great match. Yes, and then we had um, another... As, as expected. Disguise of Jericho. Where does he keep getting yes. these outfits from? It's it's ridiculous. I know. 
Did you hear that he? Um, so he flew straight after that running. He flew to do a fuzzy show yes. and didn't have time to take off the makeup or anything. So did the whole show in as Pentagon. Pentagon. Yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah. I was like, how are you? Al- you're in your like late forties. Is he fifty now? <laughs> uh, he's getting there, isn't he? He must be getting. Yeah. There. So you had all in. Um, another one I was going to mention. I, I doubt this is going to be your number two or one, but well, I've been wrong before. But uh, and then you had the Jericho cruise right afterwards. There was a wrestling cruise yeah. with like Impact and Ring of Honor and JR and the King. It's had a bird that landed on a fan. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well i'm actually looking at the card of all in right now and i'm i can't see a bad match on here in all honesty um no it's great even the main event christopher daniels versus Stephen amell Stephen amell put his training oh, in God, yeah yeah, yeah i forgot about that yeah no amell was great um and i love that he was on the show like a nice i like that him and cody have kept that relationship going back to when amell was booked for SummerSlam, SummerSlam against Stardust, yeah. do you remember? Or was it a tag match yeah. with Neville? Wasn't yeah, it, it was. a tag match with Neville against Stardust and Wade Barrett? I think. God, that's going back. Um, I miss Wade Barrett, but um, it, yeah, that's cool. Like it's cool that that link has remained. Yeah, and I think the only, obviously, you find that afterwards that the main event had to be cut short and stuff. But when you were kind of watching it live we didn't really get the kind of cutoff point that like the American fans did so it just kind of felt like a really normal high spot let's send a crowd home happy kind of deal um, uh. so I didn't really mind it uh, that much I thought Okada versus Girl was worth going oh god yeah that was great worth going to time for um, and was really good but yeah Golden Elite versus those three was fantastic as a match and just the overall event the announcement of it the build up to it star cast it's just un- unbelievable that that happened in 2018 and and that was allowed not allowed to happen but was capable of happening showing how strong wrestling is is, is awesome and there was always the kind of nods I, I can't remember who said it in the ring but they were like doing hellos to Triple H and stuff and Vince McMahon because who <laughs> knew they were watching you knew they would yeah of course <laughs> so yeah loved it Ray Mysterio's got about this year isn't he it? has he's, he's gone well it's working for Jericho why can't I do it <laughs> he's got a load of this so he was in the Royal Rumble at the start of the year yeah and he almost had a New Japan match with Liger didn't he and then um, didn't last minute because of injury yep. then um, then had this match at All In and now he's back at WE full time yeah he well he, he did do some matches in New Japan as well. He did a couple of six mans, didn't he? Oh yeah, of course he did. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. came back for the Greatest Royal Rumble, then went back to New Japan, and then came back to WWE. Yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, fair play to him. He's you know, um, we talked. I think Rey Mysterio was both of our number ones on favorite cruiserweights. Of oh, all without time. a doubt. Yeah. So um, yeah, so it's good to see him doing so well. And I feel like, and I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, apparently, Dominic is getting his son is getting quite good so it'll be I'm um, really interested to see him in the ring when he's ready well this was a report I was reading which I, I found interesting apparently one of the main reasons Ray went back was to kind of open that door for Dominic to to kind of go mm. in, which makes sense you know it, from, yeah, from w, even if your dad works in a lumberyard and you want to work in a lumberyard you know you use dad's favour to get yourself in there don't you so yeah of course but Ray's certainly not phoning it in no definitely not he's, he's doing you know him and Randy are doing some great work together at the moment Oh, it must be great for those two. When you think of how like long they were wrestling before, you know, back in two thousand and five and stuff, and um, 
or 2006, I suppose it would have been. Um, but it must be really nice after all this time to sort of just come back and still have that chemistry, you know? It must be great. Yes, have your buddies back. All the old spots, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's awesome to kind of ray back. And All In was great. And if the rumours are to be true, there's more exciting stuff happening in 2019. So, fingers crossed. Huzzah, my number one. Um, and I think we're going to have our crossover now. Yes. Um, it has to be. Has to be. Um, and it, it feels wrong for you to play the drop of a man laughing. Um, <laughs> we're so this. sorry. But it's the drop that we've chosen. Uh, my number one is um, Roman Reigns reveals on Raw that he has been diagnosed with leukemia. <laughs> We really picked the wrong, wrong drop. We picked the wrong <laughs> drop. That feels so wrong. Um, but... Why? Why on that one? <laughs> Why did we do this? Why don't we talk before we do shows? Ah, <sighs> oh, on the mic. Um, so, uh, yeah, it obviously very sad. Um, but as far as a memorable moment goes, you can't top this. Holy shit! It is. Yeah, still surreal to kind of think about that this even happened um, live on Raw because there was no build-up to it. There was no, like, Roman's going to make an announcement kind of deal. But it was the promo when he goes, my name is Joe, and I my butthole clenched. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> Something's <laughs> happening. Yeah, something serious has happened. But, you know, and we've been facetious about it in the past, I think, off-air. But um, it's, Vince, you know, it's the biggest face turn um, Vince has got him over as the biggest star. When Roman um, beats this, which I'm sure he will, hey? Cancer got him over. Vince didn't get him over. Well, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Cancer's, Cancer's the real champion here. But um, when, yeah, when um, Roman beats this, it comes back, which I'm sure he will. Um, he's he's going to be an absolute superstar. He's going to be the hero that they've been trying to make him for years and years and years. You, and, you, and, it, and it's okay. I'm okay with that. And no, it's, completely. It's it's gonna be um, it's gonna be really nice to see when he comes back. We, we've been saying for ages that it's kind of a case of Roman's been battling this for the past eleven years, and it's never once been brought up in storyline. It's it's never once been kind of like mentioned. And the hist- obviously not knowing Vince, but the history of Vince in WE, you know, he wanted to use that. Oh, I you bet know he was, he was desperate. chomping at the bit. Like, let's just tell yeah. them. Let's just use it. And <laughs> I imagine Roman was like, "No, we're not using that at all." Just he's sneaking up behind Roman with hair clippers in his hand. Roman's like, "No, no." Oh, going to hell. Um, so, and and yeah, he came out. He made that announcement. Um, fucked a couple of fans in the audience who were assholes even still at that moment you know I, I don't understand wrestling fans who don't have that off switch of like this is wrestling this is real I don't get it oh you get it but you get it in everything like I'm a massive football fan right and you'll have like a minute silence before a game for something really bad that's happened um, like you know the terrible tragedy someone's died or something and there'll still be these pricks that all like catcall and stuff through that and it's like, what are you doing? Like, who? Surely, there's people in wrestling, you know, people that are standing next to you as you're catcalling or whatever, or a big group. You would hope that there's enough people around you that would quickly shut you up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Quick punch to the jaw would be more than allowed. Yeah, but there's a yeah. I think it all it all walks of sort of sport when there's big big crowds for something so feral as sport 
or I know WE isn't technically sport, but people invest in it like it is, you're always going to get dickheads just without fail. Yeah, it's true. And um, I, I want to like pull up uh, clips right now, but I can't to like prove that I have always said this. Otherwise, I feel like I'm just, you know, when someone dies or someone gets sick, well, I've always supported them. In all honesty, I've always said... <laughs> I think I think dying to my kid was a saint. <laughs> I've always said how much I like Roman in ring, how cool a person he looks. It's just the booking was just unbearable to the point of like, even when I was liking Roman post-Shield, because I thought he was the coolest member of the Shield, uh, even after that point, I think my turning point with like I've had enough of Roman and the booking was remember the Royal Rumble when it was like everyone against Roman to get the title. Uh, yes, when Roman was def- when the Royal Rumble was for the title. Yeah, and that's Roman the one. was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then halfway through the match, the League of Nations drag him out of the ring and put him through a table. And yeah. instead of logically rolling him back in the ring, because Vince was dictating this, instead of rolling him back in the ring and then throwing him over the top rope, they took him to the back for half an hour, and he came yeah. back after number 30 had come in. I was just like, I'm done. I'm done with you, sir. Especially when we've had people draw number one in the Royal Rumble and not leave the ring throughout the entire thing and win it. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like, we, we've seen it happen. So you, when you do that and take them out in the back and so you think oh they're just resting like you're not going to invest in them when you've already seen it happen you know it can be done yeah exactly and luckily he did end up losing um but yeah that 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 was just a, a sour moment of mine but and then ever since then it's kind of been you know boo roman he was the new john cena there was there was no way they were turning it around no matter what they did uh, they did a couple of things that got a couple of cheers, but there was still that vocal, especially male audience, who was just like, "No, not Roman, not our guy." And then, mm. and then this happens. You know, the Shield gets back together. By the way, stop reuniting the Shield. Something terrible happens every single time. There's there's a curse on the Shield, isn't there? Is there? A curse on the Shield. Uh, and then we were leading up to Saudi Arabia for Crown Jewel, and then Reigns had to relinquish the title on Raw um, after having leukemia for the past 11 years and he's uh just he started treatment on the 8th of november so a couple of days ago now he has 8th of november that's like a month ago oh yeah it's december fuck yeah (laughs) when did that happen (laughs) i know it's been it's been a quick year isn't it but um yeah so yeah about a month ago he started i saw i saw this thing on uh on facebook where it was like the summary of the year january Heatwave, heatwave, it's coming home. Heatwave, Halloween, December. And I was like, that's a perfect representation of how this year has been. <laughs> it's been brilliant. Um, and yeah, so honestly, you're right. With Roman getting healthy, when he does come back, the pop is just going to be... Remember Triple H coming back in the garden after tearing his quad? And that pop is, is like the level that you want to achieve oh yeah and this is nowhere near and uh, like Triple H's injury is nowhere near as serious oh, as this no. you know I so I just hope to god they do not tease his return I know why they like promote returns ahead of time because you want to get maximum viewers to view that moment and like boost ratings and stuff but there is nothing better in professional wrestling than when something's going on in the ring some shit's going down and then a returning superstar's music hits and everyone loses their shit can you imagine like seth getting beaten down or something and then you just hear dinner dinner it'll be incredible yeah no it will be great 
And it is a shame that, yeah, you say boosting ratings and stuff, but you look at the money they make and stuff. They don't need ratings anymore. They really don't. They're, no, they're you want still... memories or moments. Yeah, make exactly. Them. People surely like they, they seem to be more into YouTube views and stuff like that now. And that's what this would do. You know, you're not going to get the ratings for the show that Roman comes back on, but the YouTube views of his return afterwards will be through the roof. And that seems to be something that they're really into. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think everyone needs to, because when the news broke, a lot of fans were like, oh, I can't wait for him to come back at next year's Royal Rumble and stuff. It's like, guys, he is going through leukemia. He has now got to beat leukemia, which is going to take away most of his kind of like muscle strength and everything yeah. else from him. He has to then rebuild himself, get back into condition, get back into ring condition. Then he can make a return. So we're looking at yes. a good two, three years minimum. It's serious shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't and seen a John then, Cena happening. Yes, exactly. It's, yeah. John Cena was on Graham Norton last Friday. Yeah, him I, him and McConaughey, McConaughey, were talking about wrestling, and I really want to watch that clip. I haven't watched it yeah, yet. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it either. I just know he was on it, but I would like to watch it, and I probably will after this. John Cena is so goddamn charismatic, but so much of a robot. I just don't. I watched him on Ellen because you know I'm forty and a woman. Um, <laughs> he was, I just really enjoy John outside of wrestling. We've mentioned Total Divas before. Him and Total Divas and Total Bellas. He just he doesn't function how a normal person should function. But neither do I. I feel like I could hang out with um, John Cena. Like he's got this weird sort of combination of. Um, yeah, as you say, like being a robot and stuff, but also like this real schoolboy sense of humour, like toilet humour that he's got, which just doesn't fit in with anything else about his personality. Yeah. It's just really weird, but I love it. And he's, in his movies and stuff, his actual comedy movies, he's really funny. Yeah? Yeah. It's weird. A train wreck is a train wreck of a movie because Amy Poehler is a horrible human being. Not Amy Poehler, who am I thinking of? <laughs> don't um, yeah don't slander don't slander polar god <laughs> Not polar. what's the one i'm thinking of you're thinking of amy ah amy. Oh, she uh, she's on the, the worst of person tongue yeah she really is isn't she oh i am right aren't i amy schumer you didn't say amy schumer you said amy polar oh did i <laughs> yeah <laughs> Ooh. Amy, schumer. amy schumer is correct though yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um but he's in that for like 10 minutes hilarious uh the movie blockers really funny uh yeah just promoting john cena now i should stop but back to roman oh, yeah. <laughs> get well yeah, soon sorry. um and yeah i can't wait for roman to come back i think it's gonna be awesome and uh yeah he's a he's the big dog no no one's worried about him not beating it He's got this. Exactly. He's got this. He's the man. And um, and sorry about that drop. Yeah, we're Joe. so sorry. <laughs> oh, to your family? We're so... <laughs> we're so sorry, Joe. Shall we hear from the uh, the Got Till 5 Milky Way universe about their favourite moments of 2018? I think we bloody better. Bloody better. You know what one of their favourite moments was? Go on. Dave Meltzer and Peyton Royce having a feud... Oh, I'd forgotten about that. That was actually pretty funny. Was. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if it like makes a. Um, I, yeah, I, uh, I like Meltzer. I, th- I like him a lot more than you, I think. Um, but um, he just—we all do it. He spoke without thinking. Um, if people could hear some of the stuff I said to you off air before this show started, oh god, 
uh, this podcast would end <laughs> so quickly so quickly uh, Titus and the Rumble yeah <clears throat> and uh, Roman Leukemia also a good thing someone mentioned which we didn't touch on Dean turning on Seth later that evening that Raw was yes, same uh, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I haven't watched a full Monday Night Raw and I don't know how long and I haven't watched a Raw since this all happened um, mm. but there was such because this happened at the start of the show with, with Roman and there was such a weird air to the show it was so odd and then you had Dean and Seth winning the tag titles which was like yeah let's do this for Roman this is a great moment and then Dean turns on Seth and oh it's it was beautiful I love you do you think do you think that it was planned for Dean to turn on Seth on that roar before um, the news about Roman broke. Well, they've definitely been kind of planting the seeds, haven't they? So, like, the scenes for um, for Dean to eventually turn on Seth were definitely there. But whether it was that night or what, I imagine, yeah, the, the tag team titles was a, was a good misdirect and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. I imagine they might have pulled the trigger a little bit early on it. Because um, why wouldn't you? That was just beautiful. Because yeah, you did just expect, oh, here's a nice... Let, let's have a nice moment to end this, you know, quite sad show. No, fuck you. We're going <laughs> to... You're down and we're going to kick you. Let's do it. And I respect yeah, you for that. Yeah, it was good. Um, <laughs> Omega ending you Okada's... carnies. <laughs> Omega ending Okada's championship reign. Yes. That was yeah, a moment. Yeah, great moment. <laughs> yeah, great moment. It's funny that um, his... Um, to you and to me, when I think about it... Um, him reuniting with Ibushi is a bigger moment than him winning the IWGP title. (laughs) (laughs) It's because, like, this has been talked about a lot. Omega's run has been kind of flat as IWGP champion. And I don't think that's really his fault. He did kind of win it just before the tournament. He won it, like, before G1 and all that kind of stuff. And now we're at the, you know, the last three months of the wrestling year across all promotions is just flat. New Japan's a bit flat. You get the tag tournament, that's about it. Uh, WE TLC is all you've got to look forward to really you know it's all just a bit meh Um, so yeah I I just think it's kind of come at a wrong time so I'm hoping he retains at Wrestle Kingdom and is able to get the Omega run that we're hoping for yeah I I would like that yeah Uh, David Arquette bleeding like a stuck pig yep thank you that was just uh, saying what I did Uh, Jay White and Gato turning on Chaos Gado, you Jay, oh bastard. god yeah Gado Gado Okada is going to be amazing oh the match I hope he rips them apart oh yeah it's going to be so good it's, it is going to be an absolute it's going to be like when Stone Cold came back at No Way Out 2003 and just <laughs> yeah. fucked up Bischoff do you remember yes I do <laughs> <laughs> love that love that uh, surprisingly the, the got to fire milk away universe and mentioning a lot of stuff that we do which is quite nice or it's just been a very slow year that has been like 10 good moments um ronda rousey debuting in we that's something i didn't like clock this is like her first debut year yeah um, it was um yeah it was after the women's rumble wasn't yeah. it it was her sort of visual debut uh um and yeah and it was a real and it, I say it shouldn't have been now and obviously she's fantastic but it was a real shock at the time that she didn't suck at Wrestlemania right yeah she was fantastic and yeah. I'm seeing her have a bad match yet in all honesty no she's great uh, all the lead up to Crown Jewel 100% right um, that was just a shit I still haven't watched Crown Jewel because it was just a horrible shit show 
I watched the Shawn Michaels, the DX versus Brothers of Destruction match only because Shawn Michaels was in it. And even though I disagreed with the whole premise of Shawn Michaels coming back for another match, I had to see Shawn Michaels wrestle. Do you know what I mean? I'm too much of a fan to not watch it. See, I feel like this and- is what like shows our personality so well. Because I did this with Brett. When Brett came back and wrestled Vince... Uh, we were watching Mania together and I went outside. I just, I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to have any painted memories. Same for this with Sean. I just didn't want to see it. Uh, So I have quite a lot of self-control where you have, God, none. Just none. No (laughs) self-respect. I'm quite an an impulsive person. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, Sean Michaels is one of my favorite of all time. And I just, I can't not watch him. If I'm, if there's if there's new Shawn Michaels, that would have been like the only WWE Shawn Michaels match I would never have seen if I didn't watch it, and I couldn't do that. I have to keep my streak. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it is true. Um, and also, let's talk about the political aspect of Crown Jewel. You know, the the murder journalist and the pressures from the Western world for people to cut all ties with Saudi Arabia, people pulling out of deals left, right and centre, especially from the sporting side, people like, no, we're not dealing with you. And WWE being like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, money talks to carnies. <laughs> what's, what's the worst that going to happen? It will blow over eventually. Exactly. We had a double even... murder homicide and we just rolled right on. <laughs> Guy fell from the ceiling. Just kept on going with the show. Yeah. Doesn't matter. I saw an indie I saw an indie show last week and they couldn't even behead David Arquette. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> David Arquette is coming up quite a lot in this list, which is uh, a nice little surprise there. Uh all in, Crown Jewel, blah blah blah. Enzo yeah, I've I put this in my list. Enzo getting fired and Big Cass's life falling apart. Yeah, um, Big Cass was one that we... I mean, Enzo, when he got fired... Not that we were predicting it, but... Wasn't a shock. It was sort of like... uh, Yeah, it's like, yeah, that seems like exactly the sort of mess you would get yourself into. But, but yeah, Cass was um, something completely... It felt like Cass... That that was another thing, because that was Daniel Bryan's sort of first big thing after coming back from wrestling, wasn't it? He did Mania against um, Owens and Sammy, and then... Um, his first, the first thing they gave him was Cass, and it was like, really? And it's like, okay, they're going to try and push Cass into this star, and Brian's going to put him over. And then, no, Brian beats him clean twice, and then they fire him. Just really odd. Yeah, and he did also beat up that midget, which didn't help matters. Little person. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, you're not allowed to say midget. Um, yeah, that little um, little fella. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, and... Chris Jericho in New Japan is, I think, the only other one we haven't really touched upon. Uh, yeah, killed it. I mean... That started last did year. Did start though. last year, but he had his year. first wrestling match in New Japan with Kenny at the start the of the year. of January, yeah. Yeah, it's true. And it was my it was my favourite match of the card. It was. You, you had a great time giggling away to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Love it. Um, great moments from across the board there and you know see when you when you sum it up like this it hasn't been a bad year no. has it I mean it's, it's it's been a year I mean it has been a bad year you know there's been a top star that's um, been um, that's suffering with leukemia we've had um... <laughs> you don't do that um, there's uh, been um, a lot of deaths um, Dynamite Kid Vader um, Jim Neidhart Bruno Sammartino uh, Bruno San Martino, yes, of course. Um, there was that poor... I feel terrible for not remembering his name now. He was a tough enough competitor. Matt Capitelli. Um, 
Matt Capitelli, he's been struggling. Um, he'd been struggling with cancer for a long, long time, hadn't he? And um, yeah, that was very sad. Uh, so there's been a lot of that. So a lot of shittiness in the year, but it's all caused drama. And it's, as this Saudi Arabia stuff, that's not good. Um, but it caused drama, and it's fun. And we like drama. Yeah, you know, you got to focus on the positive wrestling. Like, okay, I know there's been a lot of backlash against the WE product and stuff, and I, I think I've seen like. The lot, like everyone always, oh, I'm not watching WWE anymore. But it seems actually genuine at this point. Um, <laughs> like people are really following through with it. But as we yeah. mentioned with All In, New Japan, Dragon Gate, all these promotions, other promotions that we've been talking about, you know, wrestling's not dead just because WWE's having a bad year. You just go and watch other products, and there's some great moments there that, uh, that are really enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of good wrestling out there. It doesn't have to be WWE. Exactly. And I feel like 29, every year goes from strength to strength. I thought 2016 was the best year. And then like, oh, 2017 for the indies was unreal. And then this year has been fantastic as well. So it just keeps building from the strength to strength um, that, that keeps happening. And that's all because you guys supporting it yeah man so on our next show we're going to be looking at our top five favorite matches all of jesse's are going to be from wrestlemania because that's the only shit he's watched this year <laughs> i watch wrestle kingdom Great. as well all the covered, all, all the big we're shows covered from watch. january yeah, yeah. to february <laughs> can't wait so I'll, I'll do the heavy lifting in that show uh, which will be good fun uh, how dare you, how dare I'll, you? Come, no, I'll come up with good stuff i'll come up with good stuff you got two weeks to watch uh 2018 I mean, I don't really because we're going to record it earlier because we want to have a Christmas, but um, I'll, I'll watch it Sounds quick. so sad when you say it like that. We want to have a Christmas. <laughs> what, till five takes our Christmas from us? Uh, it did last year and then the show didn't even record properly. It did. I, I got well sick. It was horrible. I'm really excited to uh, see you, mate, by the way. No, oh, it'll be nice, won't nice. it? When is it? 21st or 22nd? 22nd, 22nd. 22nd, yeah, that'd be nice. 22nd. Because we'll, last um... year, me, me and Jesse went out drinking on a whim. We, we, we don't, we're not really the people to kind of go out drinking, are we? We don't just, eh, let's go out on the piss. But we did that night, and it was wonderful. And 23rd, wasn't 23rd, it? 23rd, yes. Yeah. And I remember us being in the Two Pigs, uh, linking arms with everyone, singing the Pogues, Fairy Tales of New York. <laughs> couldn't see straight oh, I don't know yeah. what was going on I'd forgotten about that and then, and then and then Taylor Swift Shake Off comes on and Jesse knows every word which was like the biggest <laughs> gift of the year to me <laughs> and every move <laughs> <laughs> you stay up too late <laughs> I was like whoa <laughs> no one was taking my thunder on that shit yet <laughs> so yeah that, that's the that's kind of the level I'm hoping for this year Jesse that's what I'm looking forward to that was good well, we, we will have a drink, but we'll also um, enjoy some video games and um, it'll just be lovely. I haven't seen you for ages, so it'll just I'm just nice. trying to think the last time we did actually see each other. It was Big Brother House, I think. Was it? I think so. I think you're right. Which is July. Yeah. July or August. July or August. Yeah. Good God. Best friends my ass. Yeah. We stayed, we stayed in a, for anyone listening who doesn't know what the Big Brother House is, um, we um, stayed in a hut for Bobby's birthday. You say hut, we stayed in I like mean, a four-bedroom cabin with a hot tub. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, 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 it was beautiful. And it was in the forest indeed, but it did kind of feel like the Big Brother house. Yeah, and people did get eliminated. People, like, left early. Like <laughs> People did get picked off one by one. I feel like I was the last one to leave, and I was, like, waving. I was like, hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm the winner. Where's my highlights package? <laughs> Where's Davina? 
Fuck. <laughs> uh, it's when there's no one there, like Jay Goody, and you think, oh, I've done something bad. <laughs> <laughs> I said something wrong. That was you. That was your exit. That was definitely your exit. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm excited for our final show of uh, 2018. I'll save all the thanks for, for that show. But honestly, guys, thank you for listening through all of 2018. And yeah, it's been it's been it's been real it's been real i love doing this podcast with you I mate and i love everyone that listens yeah, you're all good people so we'll be back in well two weeks time you're eating your turkey you've had a good christmas you'll be gearing up for the new year it'll be the 28th of december and uh you get to chill out and listen to us for a little bit hells yeah perfect time i think the 28th you're in that lull period between the middle you need some perking up some reboot and that's what we're going to do for you yeah you just feel groggy from too much booze and food don't you you just want to lie there and listen to us talk that's what i want to do exactly so uh we'll see you guys on the 28th have a very merry christmas whatever you're doing um and we love you all merry christmas from myself and jesse and we'll see you in two weeks time bye you have until the count of five i happen to love the number five It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five.